Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 108 of The Freelancer Show. This week is a little bit different. I interviewed John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, and he had kind of a limited time frame, so uh, I kind of jumped around a bit and tried to get as much information as I could for you guys, uh, and I really hope you enjoyed the interview. It was I really learned a lot. I think you can, too. If you're interested in entrepreneurship, you can go pick up his show at eofire.com. He also has a podcasting group called Podcasters Paradise, and you can find that at podcastersparadise.com. I'm going to go ahead and splice the interview in here, and when it's over, it's over, but uh, I really hope that this helps inspire you to take your business to the next level, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Charles, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, John? Yeah, I've been listening to your show. Good stuff. Thanks, man. appreciate that. So what I know about you is Entrepreneur on Fire, which is, uh, you've been doing it for what, two years? Yeah, just a little under, about 20 months. And then you've also started the Podcasting Paradise, which is another uh, community out there for podcasters. Yep. We have 800 plus members that are looking to create, grow, and monetize their podcast. That's amazing. And then Fire Nation as well, which is another community uh, yes. centered around the show. So I'm a little curious. I've heard a little bit of your story, but can you kind of uh, summarize how you got started? Yeah, so my story's pretty unique, pretty common. I mean, a little mixture of the both. I, you know, I was a person, Chuck, that just loved consuming podcasts. I was in the industry of real estate, so I was always in my car, always driving around, hating radio because you know you only hear Miley Cyrus so many times. You know, <laughs> talk radio was brutal. I mean, there's like six minutes of content for twelve minutes of commercials. And you couldn't control the content. You know, who knew what they were going to talk about on any given Sunday? So fortunately, I stumbled upon podcasts. And for two years, Chuck, I was in love. I mean, it was, you know, a match made in heaven. I would listen to the shows that, that I wanted to, when I wanted to, and it was free. <laughs> and I loved all of that combination. And then one day, you know, I'm driving to, tr I'm driving to work. I'm stuck in traffic. And I ran out of podcasts because, you know, mutual friends like of ours, like mm -hmm. uh, Cliff Ravenscraft does a great podcast once a week. Pat Flynn was doing a podcast once every two weeks. I was going through all of their podcasts that they had done over years in just months. And I'm like, where's that podcast that interviews inspiring and successful entrepreneurs and shares their journey seven days a week? I want to wake up every morning, Chuck and know that there's a fresh podcast waiting for me. And that didn't exist. And I thought about that. And I'm like, you know what? That's a niche that needs to be filled. There must be other people out there like me who have the same problem of running out of content that they love. That's the day that Entrepreneur on Fire was born, Chuck. And here we sit about 20 months later, 570 interviews later, still going strong. That's amazing. And I think it's important for freelancers to kind of understand that they can do similar things in order to build an audience and from that get a customer base. I mean, I don't think it's it's that different marketing-wise to get people to pay you for services as opposed to get people to pay you for a community or for sponsorship or anything else. Oh, totally correct. So I know we're we're kind of on a condensed time frame, and so I'm I'm really just going to kind of cut to the chase on a lot of this stuff. Entrepreneurs and freelancers have have a lot in common. In fact, I, I consider freelancing to be kind of a subcategory of entrepreneurship. 
what are the things that you find that uh, entrepreneurs or freelancers probably struggle with in uh, building that community that they can then go to and build their business on? The number one thing, Chuck, that I'm seeing all entrepreneurs and freelancers struggle with is something that I struggled with dearly. In fact, I call it my $100,000 mistake, which we can talk about later. But that's the imposter syndrome. You know, that's what Seth Godin talks so eloquently about in so many of his blog posts. You know, that innate fear of failure, those voices inside us saying, who's going to want to listen to my podcast? Who's going to want to read my blog post? Who's going to want to watch my video? Who's going to want to buy my design work, my logo, my banners, whatever that might be? We all have the imposter syndrome, Chuck. Again, it's innate. We're born with it. We're never going to get rid of it. It's why we've survived all of these years is because it keeps us on our toes, doubting, fearful, and striving to, to overcome that. And it's those people, Chuck, that can overcome that, that realize, you know, I do have a voice. I do have a written word. I do have design skills that are worth, you know, something, some kind of monetary value and that should be shared with the world. You know, that small percentage that can embrace that imposter syndrome and rise above, those are the ones that I'm seeing that are successful. I mean, Charles, I know when you first went to launch your podcast, you were scared. You had fear of what the reaction would be. Mm -hmm. I went through the exact same thing. In fact, mine was paralyzing, so much so that when I woke up on August 15th, the day that I was supposed to launch with 40 interviews in the bank, with a website ready to rock and roll, everything was ready. I panicked. I was paralyzed and I contacted my mentor. I contacted my mastermind. You know, you and I were both in the same podcast mastermind, Chuck. And I said, guys, listen to all these great BS excuses as to why I can't launch my podcast today. And you know what? Everybody, including myself, bought that story. I pushed it back 15 days. I pushed it back 15 more. I pushed it back another 15. Finally, in the middle of that third pushback, my mentor, Jamie Tardy, the eventual millionaire, said, John, you are full of, you're full of crap. If you don't launch your podcast today, September 22nd, I'm firing you. So, Chuck, I launched my podcast on that day because even though I was terrified of launching, I was more terrified of losing my mentor. Mm -hmm. And I launched a podcast. Everything went great from the launch as I was hoping. You know, my fears proved unfounded. Two months later, I was asked to speak at New Media Expo 2013 on podcasting, which never would have happened if I didn't launch. And because of that, I got Seth Godin, Barbara Corcoran, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tim Ferriss, and Rapid Succession on my show. You know, fast forward 13 months, we had a $100,000 month which is why I call it my $100,000 mistake. Because all, Chuck, that that delay of five weeks did, all that did was push back all of the success that I've had by five weeks, nothing more. So that imposter syndrome is crippling. Yeah, it really is. One other aspect I see with this, especially with freelancers, is when they're going for the sell. You know, who's going to pay me to do this? Who, who would pay this outrageous amount of money per hour or per project or per week? to do this. And, you know, it's the same thing. They just undervalue what they have to offer. How do you help people get past that? What What is it that helps people get over that imposter syndrome? I mean, did they just have to do it? Do they have to suck it up? Or are there other things that they can do? So that's exactly what I tell them, Chuck. I say, listen, there is no getting over it. So stop trying to get over it because you never are. Instead, embrace it. Know that it's part of your being. It's part of all human beings. So embrace the imposter syndrome. You know, while others are fighting it and trying to beat it, 
like just embrace it, realize it's part of the journey and then rise above it and continue to work through that. And so, you know, I wake up every morning scared about something, you know, are people going to just keep joining Podcasters Paradise, you know, this month? Or any, is anybody going to show up in my live webinar today? You know, is anybody going to like the speech that I'm giving, you know, next month at this conference? You know, those things are always going to be there. But, you know, that's fuel for entrepreneur and freelancers fire, Chuck. So use it. Now, in, in building this community, I'm, I'm wondering how much time do you spend on that and what you spend it on? So I spend about 70 hours a week working on Entrepreneur on Fire, which is Fire Nation. That is the community. It's a pretty accurate timestamp because I use this great app called Rescue Time, which mm -hmm. tracks all of my online work. You know, it really breaks it down by websites, um, you know, if, how much time I'm spending on Adobe Audition and the back end of WordPress on Facebook, you know, which for me is actually work because that's where my communities are located at. So I really use Rescue Time in a very powerful way to really track that and to see where I'm spending my time and how I'm spending my time. But again, I'm averaging a solid 70 hours a week. Wow. Do you worry that you're going to get burned out? You know, burnout's one of those things I see happen to people who aren't inspired by what they do, who aren't in their flow. I wake up every morning like really excited for that day and what it's going to hold. I woke up this morning with eight interviews lined up on other people's shows, one of which is yours, Chuck, who I'm talking to today. And guess what? I'm excited for every single one of them. That's awesome. How do you stay so inspired by what you're doing? Because it is. It kind of goes back to that flow. You know, this is what I look to do is inspire others and see the results of that inspiration. And the emails, the social media, you know, the handwritten letters that I receive on a weekly basis, you know, show me that that message that we're putting out, you know, that message that Entrepreneur on Fire is sharing with the world is not only being heard, but is being put into action and real lives are being changed and real ripple effects are happening. You know, my podcast has inspired hundreds of other podcasts to start. Again, in Podcasters Paradise alone, we have over 800 members and many of those people would never have launched a podcast without listening to Entrepreneur on Fire, without being a part of the Podcasters Paradise community. But now they are. And Chuck, totally separate from me now, they're inspiring other people who have never and probably will never hear of Entrepreneur on Fire. And that ripple effect to me is incredible. So do you have a story or an example of some way that Entrepreneur on Fire has changed somebody's life? I do. So this is actually about the third week after I launched Entrepreneur on Fire when I was a bad host, inexperienced, robotic, uncomfortable behind the microphone, all of which most people let them, let stop them from ever starting. But again, it's a progression we need to go through. So I was putting out the show, you know, I was excited that it was out, but I was also realizing that, you know what, is this really impacting anybody? Because I'm bringing on some great guests and they're sharing some great stories, but man, I feel like I am just not adding anything to this podcast. And I get this email from a guy and he said, John, I'm in Morocco. It's a very desolate town that I currently live in. I bike 10 miles one way once a week to download the last seven episodes of Entrepreneur on Fire at the closest town that has internet access, which is 10 miles away. And then I bike back and I open my laptop up and my family and my friends come over and we gather around the laptop and we listen to Entrepreneur on Fire. And John, I'm not emailing you today 
as somebody that's thankful and part of Fire Nation, I'm emailing you today as a father, thanking you for opening up my kids' eyes to other possibilities that are out there in this world. And to me, Chuck, you know, that changed everything. That made me realize that, wow, even though I'm not currently adding value, I'm providing a platform where others can provide value on Entrepreneur on Fire and inspire other people. And the picture, these kids absorbing this great information that, you know, the key word is for free because this family couldn't afford to buy an audiobook, to, to buy a course or to do whatever, but they could afford free. And so that was an amazing way for me to inspire others that maybe couldn't otherwise never have been inspired. That is pretty awesome. I don't know. I mean, in my field, I'm not, I, I don't know that I'm necessarily making that kind of a difference in that way. I mean, most of what I do is aimed toward uh, programmers and it makes a difference for them, but entrepreneurship kind of has a wider appeal. I, I guess it also, to that point, you know, since it's not as narrowly niched down as some of the things that I'm doing, it's hard to have people actually find it and find exactly what they want to get out of it. Can I ask you a question, Chuck? Yeah. Do you think you've ever inspired a programmer to do some work? Oh, absolutely. I know do I have. I've, I've talked to several people that... Do you think that programmer maybe has created something amazing this truly changed somebody's life? Probably. Exactly. And so it doesn't need to go directly from point A to point B. And that's that ripple effect that I mm -hmm. talk about that your podcast by inspiring one person who maybe is a programmer and who would have been well off either way, but you know, he was inspired by what he heard on your show to create something powerful that now is having a hugely impactful life for people all over the world. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm a little curious. You, you mentioned that you work 70 hours a week on this stuff. How do you manage your time? How do you manage your time to make sure that you're getting everything done? It's a challenge. It's a daily challenge, actually. I use a great app called Workflowy, which is my to-do app that's based in the cloud that allows me to, to keep a priority list of actions to take today, actions to take this week, and actions to get done this month. You know, those are my, my major three, and that's where I really focus. Um, but that's, you know, again, I wake up every morning. I look at my calendar, I look at my workflow, and I say, you know, how can I best bring Entrepreneur on Fire forward today? And on Mondays, that's doing eight interviews with inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. You know, on Saturdays, that's doing eight interviews on other people's shows to reach audiences that I might else have not have reached. You know, and every other day of the week is creating products and services like Podcasters Paradise, like Webinar on Fire, which is how you can create present and convert your webinar that really inspires me to keep driving forward. And, and that's an interesting thing. When I talk to freelancers, it seems like people are either getting started and so they're asking a bunch of questions about how do I set my rate, how do I find clients, you know, things like that. And it seems like the other half are talking about something more along the lines of what you're talking about where it's, you know, well, I'd like to uh, offset some of my income that's tied so tightly to my time by building products and, you know, things like that. How do you figure out what those products are that you should be building? One word that changes everything in every entrepreneur's life. Listen, I've built my audience, Chuck. My audience is Fire Nation. And now what do I do? I listen to them. When they email me their pain points, their struggles, their obstacles, their challenges, I listen. I categorize. I tag them. I look for themes. When enough commonalities start coming up, then I look and how can I create a product or a service that really heals that pain point, that serves that need. 
and then I create it. That's how Podcasters Paradise was created. That's how Webinar on Fire was created by listening to my audience and then creating a product for them. Yeah, that makes sense. What kind of gathering place do you have for Fire Nation? It seems like it's not just, you know, people listen to the podcast and then we'll send you an email. You have a forum or something for that, don't you? So with Entrepreneur on Fire, I really strive on every single episode that we re release, you know, which are 365 a year to drive people back to our headquarters, our home base, which is entrepreneuronfire.com or the short version is eofire.com. That's where we really drive people back to, Chuck. That's our, our main home base. For my membership mastermind, Fire Nation Elite, which is a 100-person mastermind that we've had going on now for over 10 months of just incredible entrepreneurs who are all in it to win it, to support each other, to really give each other that motivation, that drive to succeed. That I do have both a private Facebook group for and a forum on a website. And both of those have proven to be very valuable tools. How do you get people to come back to your website? Every single episode with Entrepreneur on Fire, when one of my guests shares an amazing resource, a book, a tip, tool, or tactic, their website, their information, I say, hey, Fire Nation, remember, everything you're hearing on this show today, all of those resources, all of those tools, the book, the contact information, you can find at eofire.com slash Chuck Wood. Go check it out. It's there for you, the show notes page. I'd love if you said hi. That's awesome. So you, you don't tell them to go to like episode 135 dash whatever, whatever. You just simplify it for them. And yep, it's eofire.com slash guest name. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to have to steal that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a little curious. What lessons have you learned from having so many guests on your show? I mean, you've talked to 500 and something entrepreneurs. Is there kind of a common theme or are there common lessons that you pick up from having interviewed so many people? So on Entrepreneur on Fire, my first two major talking topics is number one, Describe and share with Fire Nation your biggest failure and what lessons did you learn? And the talking point and the topic number two is describe one of your favorite aha moments, a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey and tell us the steps you took to turn that moment and turn it into success. And for both, this amazing theme has developed, Charles. And of course, not every single person is saying the exact same answer and everybody has a different story completely. But when it comes to lessons learned and the steps they took to turn it into a success, when it comes to those two main points, time and time again, people are failing when they don't follow their gut, when they don't follow their intuition, that innate sense of what they should be doing. And then on the flip side, they succeed. They have their best ideas and successes when they do follow that intuition. So if there's anything your listeners can take away from Entrepreneur on Fire and from what I've learned as the host of these over 570 shows is follow your intuition. If you're starting to go down a path or a partnership or whatever it might be and it doesn't feel right, then find a way to get out of that because it's not right. Believe me, if your intuition is telling you to bail, it's time to bail. And on the flip side, if your intuition is telling you to do something, you need to do it. Like that's something you need to do. And, you know, a quick story on that point. I mean, you know, Chuck, we were both in the same podcast mastermind together with Cliff Ravenscraft and my mentor is Jamie Tardy. And those two individuals have had a profound 
positive impact on the success and the growth of Entrepreneur on Fire. But both of them warned me, John, I think what you're doing is great. You're on a great path. We love your enthusiasm, but don't do a seven-day-a-week show. Nobody's going to want to listen to a seven-day-a-week show. You're going to get burnt out. And you know what, Chuck? They had my best intentions in mind when they gave that advice. But my intuition was telling me that there was an audience out there for a seven-day-a-week show that I was going to be inspired and I was going to find a great and efficient way to create that seven-day-a-week show. So I put my blinders on and I drove forward knowing that I was going to take all the great advice that they were giving me and apply it, but I was going to ignore that piece of advice because I was following my intuition. I was following my gut on that. And you know, here we are, you know, Chuck, 570 interviews later, we were awarded Best of iTunes 2013. We're generating over $100,000 a month. So Entrepreneur on Fire has been proven as a concept, but it was a long road. Mm-hmm. How long did it take before it was actually supporting you or, you know, supporting itself anyway? Six and a half months. So the first six months were pretty much in the red, you know, and we do all of our income reports at eofire.com slash income where we share all of our wins, all of our losses, how we made our money, how we lost our money. And it was all red for the first four or five months. I mean, it was all investing. It was all money going out and just not a lot of money coming back in. But at about the six-month point, we really turned that corner. We had our first five-figure month at month seven. And since then, it was a, it's been a pretty slow and steady growth until about the 12th month post-launch where we went from $50,000 in one month to $100,000 from September to October. And since then, we've been over $100,000 a month um, since October of 2013. Well, what changed in that month? I launched my first product, Podcasters Paradise. Yeah, that makes sense. This is all really, really interesting, and I, I'd love to spend another hour talking to you, but I know that you're, <laughs> you're busy. One thing we do on our show, and it's, it's a little bit similar to something you do on your show, is we have our picks. And what they are, they're just things that uh, we like, things that make our lives better. And I'm guessing that you probably have some resources that you could recommend to our listeners that would help them kind of take their business or their entrepreneurial venture to the next level. Do you have some things that you can uh, pick or recommend for us? So first and foremost, your time is everything, Chuck. And for entrepreneurs, we need to value our time at an incredible level. And, you know, and a great example is this interview with you and I right now. I mean, you know, I get, you know, over 10 requests to be on other people's shows on a weekly basis. And if I kind of left the door open and was just like, okay, I can come on and we'll chat as long as you want to chat, you know, that could quickly take up pretty much all of my time. So instead, you know, I had to make the tough decision because I love these, these conversations. I could keep chatting, you know, all day about this stuff. But I said, you know what? I need to make a decision. They need to be 25 minutes each so I can serve more people, so I can serve a larger audience in a very impactful and efficient way. And so you've gone through the system, Chuck, and you've seen how efficient it is. Instead of you and me going back four or five times, trying to just lock down a time that works for both of us, and imagine doing that times 10 for these 10 requests that I'm getting per week, and then multiply that by another eight, because I'm booking eight entrepreneurs for my show a week, that would be an absolute nightmare and probably would break down pretty quickly. Instead, I just sent you one link, Chuck, and it said, hey, I'd love to be on your show. Unfortunately, you know, due to high demand, these are the only times that I have available. I would love for you to book me if any of them work and you found a time that worked for you. 
you got booked, you got sent my Skype ID, my email, my bio, anything that you might need. And then here we are talking today, the day that you booked, and we're having a great conversation. And the tool that I use for that is called Schedule Once. And Schedule Once has been a game changer for me in so many different ways. I have six different links that I can send people for six different things. Me being interviewed on other shows, me interviewing people for Entrepreneur on Fire, my four mentees, you name it. Anything that I'm booking has its own specific link. So people like yourself, Chuck, only have the option to book me on Saturdays between X time and Y time. There's no other option for you. And it makes my life, my scheduling so powerful. You know, that's something that I have really struggled with. And I have to admit that over the last week, I've kind of been heading down the burnout road. And that sounds like something that I could really incorporate into my business so that, hey, I've got, I've got a product that I want you to build. And so when I'm scheduling a time, I can just send that over. And then it happens within the block of time I've set aside for that. Or, you know, somebody wants coaching and so I can send them over to that and they can book a time within the time that I've set aside for that. And that, it makes a lot of sense. I really, really like it. Well, tell us this. How did you find scheduling me for your show using my system? I have a dirty secret with that. My uh, virtual assistant actually did that for me. <laughs> well, then you are <laughs> utilizing your time wisely. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've actually been reading, this might be a pick for me, I guess. I've been reading uh, Chris Ducker's book, uh, Virtual Freedom. And I know that you had him on your show talking about it. And um, when he talked about the three lists of freedom, it just kind of blew my mind. But I'm actually looking at, you know, expanding my virtual team to include a few more people that can, can kind of do some of these other things for me. But I, I love the idea of having these systems out there like Schedule Once that I can just point somebody to and just make it happen. And so then I have I have my virtual assistant that I've had for the last uh, year or so, and she can continue to do the things that she's really good at. And then the things that I just don't want to, you know, take up her time with or feel like somebody at $6 an hour can do as opposed to her rate, you know, I can just say, hey, go spend five minutes and do this thing, you know. And uh, it's a great way to look at things. And I mean, schedule once is a great way to really leverage that. And, you know, in fact, schedule once just flashed and told me that my next interview is in two minutes. I mean, how efficient is that? Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, really quickly, I also want to just point out a couple of things that I like about your show just to kind of say thank you, but also some things that I've learned. The one thing is, is the one thing that none of your guests seem to remember and they always bring it up and that's focus. And that's yes. a follow one course until success. Yay, you nailed it. It, it just, that, that alone has made a huge difference just in the way I look at things. And um, as I was kind of fighting the burnout this week, I sat down and I said, okay, which one course am I going to follow? And so I, I've got two or three projects that are out there. And so if one gets stopped, I can pick up another one. But I just love the idea. And then the other thing is, is just, again, I mean, for me, and I've, I've considered doing a similar format with programmers, and that is that in order to get the breadth of experience that people want to know about uh, the way other people do things, just doing it every day and talking to so many people, I just, I, I'm really inspired by that and have been tempted several times to actually start my own programming series. So love it, Chuck. Well, this has been a blast today, man. Yeah, totally. Thank you for coming. We'll definitely get this up uh, next week. And uh, I'll shoot you an email, let you know when it's up. And thanks again for coming. I can't wait to share this with Fire Nation, Chuck. You're the man. Keep on rocking. You too. 
Would you like to join a conversation with the Freelancer Show panelists and their guests? Want to support the show? We have a form that allows you to join the conversation and support the show at the same time. Sign up at freelancershow.com slash form. Hosting and bandwidth provided by the Blue Box Group. Check them out at bluebox.net. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.